This episode of this podcast is making you thirsty is brought to you by Lasky's Bar on Madison and 48th. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty, the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 105. Today's guest was a doctor in four Seinfeld episodes, Victor Raider Wexler. Thank you for listening. If you dig it, please pass it on. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at This Thirsty. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Rate and review on iTunes. Emails at this podcast is making me thirsty at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 105. Victor Raider Wexler. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 105. Today's guest is a veteran actor of TV and film. You know him from Dr. Doolittle 2, Everybody Loves Raymond, King of Queens, American Dad. And of course, he played Dr. Wexler in four Seinfeld episodes. Please welcome Victor Raider Wexler. Victor, thanks for joining very welcome. I wasn't always Dr. Wexler, though. Right, that's true. Well, yeah. <laughs> we ran over this at the beginning. When I say both your names in the intro, I said, I'm just saying Wexler in the intro. We'll talk about it. That's because they forgot what they called me, so they... <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, we remember you as Dr. Siegel uh, yes. from the Junior Mint. So, so take us back. Um, March of 93, the Junior Mint aired uh, on, on NBC. Uh, obviously, you've had an incredible career up towards to, to that point. But tell us a little bit how that role came about. Obviously, see, season four of Seinfeld, kind of the, the peak of the show. Tell us a little bit about the, the audition process and how you got that role. Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, first, I, I will say that <clears throat> I had a, a New York career at that point, And I was always frightened to go out to, to L.A. because, you know, in, in New York, even though I had a car, I left it at home. I took the subway everywhere. I walked everywhere. And the idea of being on freeways and everything was foreign to me. So I didn't go. But then I got a play that went to L.A. called uh, Six Degrees of Separation. People might have heard of it. So we went and we settled in L.A. And there I was. And my agent in New York had a, a, a West Coast office. And I said, I want television. And they said, uh, no, we don't send Stay that stage actors out for television because they'll want you to book you for something and you'll say, I'm sorry, I have a show that night or whatever. So we don't do it. Another guy in my production of uh, Six Degrees of Separation got a television show, Sam Stonebrunner. And I hit the, I went ballistic. I said, what's, what's your agent's name? And his agent was Harry Gold. I fired the West Coast office of my agency and asked Harry Gold to represent me. Well, when they told the East Coast office, that they had, I had fired them. The East Coast went a little bit because I was a good client on the East Coast. They said, get him back. <laughs> so they reluctantly sent me up for, actually, the, they sent me up for uh, Wonder Years. Ah. And, I, and I booked it. So all this, you know, which was just kind of amazing. So now 
I, I had some, some credibility. And they said, if I would leave the tour of Six Degrees of Separation and come back, they would get me some television work. So we finished LA, which was a three month gig and we did San Francisco for a month. And I left the tour and I came back to LA and they set me up for Seinfeld. Seinfeld in those days, uh, the audition process was they, they'd have six guys or seven guys there and they'd weed you out. They'd take you in and they, you'd come out and they'd say, thank you. And then they'd take you out and they'd say, could you hang around a little while? And the next guy, could you hang around? Oh, thank you. And then there's three of us. And then we went back in until I was the only one left standing. Hmm. And so that, that's how I got it. And then I, I went in, met the cast, uh, did a little read through of the scene because there was no script or anything up till that point. And then they said, do you know our show? And I didn't know Seinfeld at all. And they said, let's give you a few episodes so you get the gist of it. And they gave me the Chinese restaurant and nice. the bet. <laughs> They gave me four episodes, I, I remember, and I took them home that night. So we watched for two hours. We sat and we watched an old beta, you know, the, the old, uh, the, yeah. we watched them. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> so then I went in, I thought, oh, this, this, this is going to be a fun show. And came, tell me if I'm talking too loud, because uh, my problem is I don't shut up. Uh, so came the scene where the junior mint is dropped and my wife at the time, uh, was a, a med student in, in rotations. And mm. she said, that, that can't happen. Uh, the, in every operating theater in the United States, there's a glass partition there. You could, nothing could ever leave <laughs> the gallery and get into the, and, and I said, Tom, to Tom Sharonis, who was the director, yeah. that, that, that can't happen. And he went, and he said, <laughs> talk about, he said, this moment, this moment of the falling mint, and he told me how it was going to be slow-mo and all that. That moment is going to make this show being from a hopeful to a, a bona fide hit right there at this moment. And you're going to be in it. So don't screw it up. And sure enough, that was true. That was the moment that Seinfeld became a hit. And I became a good luck charm at the same time. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something <laughs> else from, from that episode. I had a line that, because uh, they wondered why he, he recovered so miraculously. And my line was, I think it was something from above. Yes. And, and Julia, yeah, Julia broke up laughing. She just cracked up. She fell off the, the, so we had to set up and do it again. We did 23 takes. She never could not crack up. So we had to <laughs> wait till the audience left and then do it without an audience there. And then we got, but it's not so funny. You know, it, it was really hilarious with the audience there on pins and needles about it, but uh, it, it, uh, that's that story. Uh, about that episode it seems to me there was I mean, yeah anyhow those are yeah, my that, first episode. that line something beyond sign something perhaps from above is, is delivered so perfectly in fact all of your episodes and we'll get to all of them but you kind of have that same they give you those lines throughout it's one of those things that's almost like they realized it or i don't know if it was just the writing but i mean even in um you know in, in the summer of george you're like with a little bit of luck it's always it's always mm -hmm. very um again not ominous but it's very um you know the way you deliver those like so something in, in from the above. summer of george <laughs> i you know that was aping the scene from uh, uh the wedding invitations it was supposed yes. to be an echo yes it was like and, a and, uh, connection I thought, I thought they didn't quite achieve it and i said to jason uh jason I, I rewrote the scene a little bit. Look at it. See what you think. 
you know, privately at a table. And he said, this, this is much better. This is much better. I said, can I give it to Larry? He said, well, I'll just tell you one thing before you give it to Larry. He said, in the pilot episode, the waitress at the cafe was going to be a regular. She was going to be in every week. And she rewrote the, uh, the scene and gave it to Larry. And we never saw her again. I said, so do what you want. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't give it to Larry. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's a good one. You know, it's funny going back to the junior mint and I believe it's your first, your first time in the show. You're basically your first thing you do is you look at Jerry when he showed you that yo-yo trick. And you just give him a look and then sort of just like uh, the, the look you give Jerry does like a yo-yo chicken. He shows it to you. You kind of give him a look and then you just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a perfectly delivered like facial expression. I don't know if you remember it so vividly as I just rewatched the episode. Watch the episode so I, oh, I it's incredible. Like, I, I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't know where you pulled it out of, but you you, you did this like look at him like because, you know, Jerry, he's playing with a yo-yo. The guy's on his deathbed. You know, you're, you're, he's playing with a yo-yo. You just kind of look at him like, what? The? And then you just yeah, go well, out and talk. Well, the, the character became a, a character of incredulity the whole time, right up till till the uh, as, as a matter of fact, there was a fifth episode that never made it to the air. And uh, but a lot of the stuff from the fifth episode wound up in the finale. And the reason was after the wedding invitations, there was such an outcry from the public of how nasty and how mean and how thoughtless can it, because that was where, you know, he's trying to make a date following finding out that his, his fiance is dead. Right. And, uh, and they, we, they did an episode to start the next season where I saw them on the curb, of, uh, just was passing on the street and I stopped and I dressed them down. You know, you are the most, and they were doing that as an apology to the audience for the outcry about the death of Susan. But before they aired it, the uh, ratings spiked up again because all of that stuff in the TV Guide just gave them more and more viewership. So they yanked it because they didn't want to apologize. And uh, so that was me, my good luck charm of it, you know, extending. I got very lucky. And also in that one, so was that was that Victor? Was that season? So that was going to be season. Was that a new season, or was it a, like an extension off the finale was, of season seven? The, the wedding invitations, I think, was the last show of a season. As I remember, right, seven. It was yeah, the yes. first show of the next season, and it was really an answer to what was going on in TV Guide. With the, I mean, people really said they hated it. That that it was so callous about. People liked Susan, you know. And uh, and you know George is George, <laughs> but but it turned out it turned out that they didn't feel they needed to apologize, so they yanked it. But then they put a lot of the stuff back in my testimony when I was in the finale. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And you listen, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Actually, not at the time I didn't mind it, but rewatching it now, you know, 20, 25 years later, it, I didn't love the episode. But I'm curious your take being a, like being the doctor who delivered that news. What was your what was your thoughts? on that episode of killing off Susan as, as you became a fan of the show, clearly. Well, uh, yes, I, I loved doing that episode. And, and the thing was, uh, Jason's timing, I understood very, very well of, of everybody in the show. I got Jason's timing the best. So when we were just locking eyes and taking those pauses and, uh, you know, uh, she's dead. Right. She's dead. <laughs> yes. 
you know, it was just that, that thing going on. So I had a great time doing it. I, and I wasn't thinking of social implications at all. And I didn't know Susan very well. You know, I, I was not a regular. <laughs> right. You know, killing Susan was not a bit. I mean, I knew her from the dressing room on that episode that, but, uh, uh, you know, it was not a big deal to me. Uh, I can get it later because I wasn't a great television watcher. Uh, you know, right. And New he's... York, I barely watched television and I was just trying to get into the TV business. Oh, by that time, I, I had hung, after I got Wonder Years in Seinfeld, I, I hung into Hollywood. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, IMDb says I did 150 episodes. And so, you know, eventually I started watching more television, but only a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, you talk about the chemistry with Jason. It's it's interesting in the junior mint, you and Jason met uh, barely for like a hot second when he, you know, he bought the paintings and <laughs> you came in to give the good to give the speech about, you know, something staved off that infection. And that's when Jason kind of left. And it's like you guys cross paths. And I just I thought about it I'm like, wow, they cross paths just so interesting there. And then obviously the big scene, you know, but did you, uh, you moving know forward. That, that how people don't quite get the importance of what's going on when you're doing it, is that mm -hmm. episode was not called Junior Mint. They renamed it the Junior Mint. That episode initially aired as The Artist. Uh, and, and, but the Junior Mint, as Tom Tronis predicted, you know, became such a signal moment that, that they found it, uh, and everybody called it the Junior Mint episode, so they renamed it. Yeah, it's well. What's interesting is it's called the Junior Mint, but there's so much going on in that episode, right? But you know, um, uh, female body part, Mulva, the whole thing. I mean, yeah. it's were you so? Yeah, take us back. So were you were you on set the whole time? Were you kind of? Uh, that was Dolores. I had it in an alternate because he yells Dolores. Right. I thought he should have said Regina or Regina. <laughs> <laughs> he said no, no, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, actually, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We, yeah, we had um, Ann Tallman on the show who actually dated Michael Richards. And, you know, the, the story I has I know Ann and I know Michael and I didn't know they ever dated. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So the story the story goes is they were looking for that name, Dolores, just like you mentioned, you know, rhyme with a female body, blah, 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 blah. And she was in the crowd and she actually recommended the name Dolores. Um, I was just, yeah, curious if you were on set. Can you confirm that story? Well, she was married. At that time, she wasn't. Uh, no. She was married to a friend of mine. I'm trying to remember his name. We all worked together at the O'Neill Center for the perform uh, the National Playwrights Conference. So I knew Anne. And, and uh, at that point in that episode, I vaguely remembered that by that time, I was a recur. And she was just, uh, uh, you know, one of the many. And so I was being a benevolent friend you know, trying to show her around a little bit because she didn't have much standing at that time on the set. And I was emerging as having some standing on the set. I'll also tell you this, that in that junior mint, of course, I was a surgeon. Well, in the wedding invitations, I'm an emergency room doctor, not a surgeon at all. So they posted that, that, that the, the casting call. And I called my manager and I said, why don't I have that role? And they said, well, because it's a different kind of a doctor. And I remember saying, so what? This is television. You know, I was, <laughs> I was being brazen. And they gave it to me. And that's why they changed my name a little. You know, they uh, uh, they changed my name and then they forgot what name I was. Because I think the, the third episode, I think I was Dr. Gold. 
And then the finale, I was Dr. Wexler. But huh. obviously, it was always the same guy. Was that an ode to Harry Gold, your uh, the old agent? No, it was an uh, it was an ode to the fact that I was Doctor Silver in Six Degrees of Separation. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, that was Hollywood. The, the 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 impetus for casting me was I was on stage in L.A. in the in a hit show, and I was a doctor. So you know, in LA, you ah, he he does doctors, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, LA is quirky that way. <laughs> the the, Ju the Junior Mint is 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 a uh, you know a top episode of all time. Um, and then it's you know you mentioned Tom Sharonis a few times um, when he was talking about the the Junior Mint coming down. Um, uh, that was the only time you worked with him though, because your next three episodes was was an Ackerman uh, directed episode. Um, but you know we're 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 partial to the Sharonis years here. Uh, you know the seasons one through five. Um, I'm curious, you know, when you went back three years later for the invitations, you know, how much had changed on set as far as, you know, the way things were handled, they were kind of a bigger show at that point, you know, Ackerman's now the director, um, although Larry David, I think, um, you know, wrote the invitation. So he was probably involved a lot too, I'm assuming, but just curious if you could tell the difference, uh, coming into the invitations versus, uh, your first time on the show with the junior men. Absolutely could. And you know, brought that home with me, uh, and and I, I always thought Sharonis was my kind of director, and that happened to me periodically in my career that I'd have a director that I really really loved. And uh, do you remember David uh, Stein Steinberg? David Steinberg, uh, comedian. Yes, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. I just so read his I book. Did a pilot episode of a show. Uh, I have to remember that, and Steinberg was the director of the pilot. And we loved him. He said, this is the best television director I've ever had. I would and then about four days before we shot the episode, he called the cast into the dressing room and he said, I have to tell you why I was fired last night. Don't anybody get upset and all that. And, and uh, Rob, oh, who I got to know very well, the, the replacement director did all the rim shots and all the, that kind of stuff. But I didn't think that was the that's not the way I like to go. So I, I was very, very fond of Tyronis and I don't know what happened to him. And I don't know why they let him go or if he quit or I have no, no inside information about Tyronis. You probably do. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying hey, to get the bottom we've been of trying to get him on for a while. I think, listen, I think it was just one of those things, you know, a lot of Tyronis uh, left, Larry Charles left that after season five. Um, I think people went on to other things, but but yeah, but but either way, Larry David was still a constant kind of on both. Um, and, and Larry Charles, you know, later was a good buddy of Larry David's in, when in Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, you know, what I always thought was some kind of a split apparently wasn't a split. Uh, so no, no, yeah, I think yeah, Charles, like Larry. Had a, Charles had a production deal, so he just went with where that was going. You know, he had his own. He got a deal for his own show. That's why he left. Ah. They're still close. I mean, they, they just did a documentary on HBO together. So mm -hmm. I, I'm going to be in it. I'm in that, that. Oh, you are in that? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, nice. Very cool. <laughs> what? I mean, did you work on Curb or, or like, yeah, tell us a little about your relationship with Larry David. I'm just curious. Um, well, when Curb came along, I, I certainly thought I would be called in. And, uh, and, and the audition process that for that was very different because there was no script. Right. And, uh, uh, and they liked to throw it at you. But I would 
find a way or another because I had friends on the inside to find out what the episode really was before I got there and and kind of prepare stuff. And and my my auditions, I always thought were killer. And Larry, Larry, David, uh, Larry, yeah, would shake my hand and tell me what a wonder, and then not cast me. And uh, that happened a number of times. And we still parted friends, but he, he, he said, you know, I, I always meant to cast you. I always wanted to, but he never did. And I always wanted to be in it, but I never got cast. It, it's, it's why I eventually left Hollywood, by the way. I just couldn't stand those heartbreaks. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, my, my manager at the time, when I, when I said I was going to leave Hollywood, said, Victor, you're, you're, you're booking one out of four, which is remarkable for a guest star person. And I said, Lorraine, I'm not booking three out of four. And that just upsets me. Every time I go home after one of those, there's just too much of my heart invested in all of them. Uh, so, so eventually, my wife became a doctor and she got you know, a residency in Kansas and I followed her out. Look at that, a doctor. It's just in your blood. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, Victor Raider Wexler shouldn't have to try it for anything. They should just put him on shows. That's what we. That's what we think. Well, that's what happened a lot. You know, I, I became a, a recurrer also in uh, King of Queens. King of Queens, yeah. Raymond and and so all those shows were coming along and just you know getting a call and saying we got an episode for you, but for the others I still had to had to reach. So yeah, so for Seinfeld, obviously you were Doctor Siegel. You you killed it under Junior Mint. Um, and then, yeah, well, of course. And then the, the callback, you mentioned, like, you kind of heard through the grapevine, they were looking not for a surgeon, but kind of an ER person. Like, no, so did you, yeah, you it was that was, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear it. There was that they were posted. They're looking for a doctor to be a, a emergency room doctor. And uh, I, I saw the, the, called the breakdowns, you know, the breakdowns came out. I said, why, why don't I have that role? Well, because you're not a emergency room doc. Well, let's go get it. And I had a, <clears throat> Lorraine Bergman, Berglund was my manager at the time. She's passed, and she rests in peace. And she was up for those kinds of things. <clears throat> and Stephen Rice was my agent, and he was, he loved those kinds of things, you know, because he, he would lie at the drop of a hat and say why, why that made perfect sense, and he could sell it. I was the beneficiary, you know. I was a lucky actor. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so so you you like O'Hara mentioned, you kill it on on Junior Mint. They they bring you back for invitations in Summer of George, and then the finale. So I mean, like you mentioned, I'm curious to see how that tied in that that un unaired episode um, dialogue or or what have you, and then kind of you being on the finale. Um, you know, we've talked to a few guest stars who were on the finale, but I just want to get your take on the whole experience, seeing everyone there. The, uh, the, the, you know, the secretiveness of it, um, you know, what it was like, uh, you know, kind of on set for that whole thing and just kind of being a part of, of Larry David coming back and the whole, the whole shebang. I mean, it's TV history, that kind of thing. Let me do that in a second, because I now recall, as, as we're talking, that episode I told you that I made that they never aired. But what they were, how they were able to cover that was there was an incident at the studio where somebody in our show, I think one of the other guest stars, parked in Rosanna Barr's or Tom Barr's parking spot because we were in adjacent sound stages. And it got to be a big, huge deal about parking in my spot. 
and they threw together an episode about parking in somebody's spot uh, that, that took the place of the one. I just remember that. It was really an echo of what was really going on. So now the finale, uh, it was made into such a very, very big deal. And Larry David produced alternate scripts so nobody would really know what was going on. And he only gave us sides. So we only knew our little part. But uh, uh, I wound up sharing a dressing room by with, with Terry... Uh, you know, Terry Hatcher? Hatcher, yeah. Oh, you, you uh, poor thing. Sick. I was in heaven, you know. <laughs> How does that work? Well, sure because I had been in Lois, I had been in Lois Park, and, oh. uh, and we had gotten to know each other, so we, we just requested it. And uh, uh, so I thought, well, how good can it be? And uh, aside from that, and seeing the people, but it was especially Terry and then the regulars. I was, Jason was always, always very, very funny. Michael, uh, as a matter of fact, when he when when Seinfeld closed and he got his own show, Vic uh, as a private detective, Vic seventy private detective. Yes, yeah, right. You were on that, right? Well, Doc. I was supposed to be on it. I got I got the job that I was on it, and I got there. And I said, I'm not in in the script. I can't find myself in this script. And he said, I just want you in the show. We'll 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 write some stuff. But I, I just you 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 uh, kicked us off. You were the, a good luck talisman. You know, my, my episodes happened to be the episodes that that helped Seinfeld. And so he thought I would uh, be the same for him. But my wow. episode never made it to the air on, on that show. What was it? Vic? Somebody. The Michael, the Michael Richard show? Yeah. So speaking, so, so speaking of Michael Richards, and we're going back to the junior man here. We're sorry, we're flopping all over, flipping all over the place, but... I mean, I could see you like genuinely laughing on that in that scene when you you and Kramer are talking about you know retractors and did you watch Twenty Twenty last night? And Kramer kind of doing his thing with the the sawing the body. Like I felt like you were really laughing. Was it like I mean, how many takes did, did happen on that one? Not not so many. What happened was, do you all remember Fridays? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had become a huge fan of Michael Richards on Fridays. I just thought he was, uh, you know, hysterically funny. So he would say good morning, and it would just tickle me. <laughs> and and the four the four regulars, four, two, yeah, had such different methods of working. I mean, they they, they were nothing. You wouldn't think they would be compatible at all. You know, Julia from Second City, or an actress, Michael, very physical. Jerry, a stand-up comic, and, and, and George, a legit, you know, Broadway actor. And, uh, uh, and I just would marvel at watching them work off of each other. And I thought my job was to try to do the same thing, to work mm -hmm. off of who I was talking to. So, yes, you're right that I was, I was just terribly amused by Michael Richards. Uh, but I thought that the doctor could be, too. Uh, I'm in rehearsal at the moment for a, a role where everything about my character is me, everything. Uh, and, and it's, you know, and I think, oh, what a blessing this is. I, I don't have to work at any of this stuff. I, I just get it totally. And that was it in that episode. I thought there were four amazingly funny people. Uh, Tom Sharonis was the, my director. I was not all that aware of Larry David. You know, he was, he was around. <laughs> or Larry oh, interesting. Charles. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about it too. I, Pretty much, I think all of your episodes, it was you and the four main. 
in the scene, you know, the invitations are all for there when you're, you're telling George the news and the, in the junior mid, you're all in the, in the, in the room together. Uh, same thing with summer with George, it's kind of a, a throwback to the invitations, as you said. So you, you were, you were, you know, you were with the four all together, which doesn't happen very often w- with a guest star in all of your episodes. So it's good to hear your take. Jason, on that. Jason is uh, quite a wreck on tour. So when we're not shooting, He's sitting at a table and Jason's spinning to- stories of his life and, and a, you know, a, 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 a wonderful storyteller. And the, the first person who befriended me on the set was Julia, who introduced herself and everything. She, as, as the time went by, became more distant. Michael was always Michael. And Jerry was one of the bosses, you know, so. Uh, but, but I was happy to be near any of them at any moment. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I mean, you're, you're obviously, like you said, a veteran, 150 shows. Um, we kind of like to get a take on, um, I, you kind of just touched on it, but a little, maybe a little bit uh, comparison. I mean, you were on, um, like you said, King of Queens, um, you know, everyone loves Raymond. Both of those are kind of led by stand-up comics and were kind of big hits. Um, Larry Sanders show with Gary Shandling, I believe you were in. Um, there, there's several, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of these shows, right? So, uh, what is what is your takeaway? I mean, it sounds like you're always trying to learn your your, your you know the art and the craft of acting and and what is your takeaway from your time on Seinfeld when you when you kind of go to these other shows and you kind of look around you're like wow they're they're not doing it the right way or maybe they're doing it differently but it's still good and that sort of thing. I mean, what did what did Seinfeld have that some of these others didn't that made it um, you know so great to work on? Without well, disparaging anyone personally, obviously, not no, the show. I don't mean that way. But My first audience show <clears throat> was Kate and Alley, which I shot. I was still in New York. And, uh, uh, of course, New Yorkers know what to do with a live audience. You know, all in the family, all, all this stuff. They, they know what a live audience is for. So when I came out to California, and they have a lot of, they had no idea what the live audience was there for. They'd have a warm-up guy who'd be doing magic tricks and things like that. And, and uh, the whole audience would be totally involved in other stuff. And then you shut up, we're going to shoot a scene. And they would shoot, let's say, from 7 o'clock until 11.30 or 12 o'clock at night because they were re- re- repeating scenes again and again. Like I told you, the Julia uh, scene was 23 takes, none of which were ever used. But it would draw out the evening. In New York, if you didn't get it in two takes, you threw it away. They, they brought in a new audience and tried it again and then. If you didn't get it in the four takes with the two audiences, then you would do the, the, the shots afterwards. So I, I really queried that. But because we had Jason and we had enough people that leaned into the audience that I thought they understood it a lot better than others. Because I, so, I did other shows. And right. some of them, you go, well, you, you, you have this audience in the palm of your hand. And you disregard them utterly, like the, you know, you're pretending that, that they, they're not there. I re, uh, Dharma and Greg, we would shoot from seven until two in the morning, and the audience would be, oh my gosh, because <laughs> they'd watch every, you know, they'd watch every scene eight or nine times and go, you don't know what what to do with an audience, uh, and and the Seinfeld group did clearly, and 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 you know, Larry Larry David is you know pretty brilliant. Right. Yeah. And fun fact, I, uh, I saw Dharma in the Louvre in uh, Paris, France. But Look at this guy, huh? I just said, I, did, I forgot her real name, so I just called her Dharma. But Victor, you, speaking of Seinfeld and talented people, you also worked with uh, Carol Liefer on All Right Already. 
old. Yeah. Was there a, like, did you meet on the Seinfeld set? I'm just, um, I'm curious how that kind of relationship started. I, I, I don't remember how I got to, that was one of the easier ones. <laughs> she, but, but by that, I meant she knew me. Right. So that even though I auditioned and I, I did audition, I, I always called that process the bridesmaid and the bride. And when I would go into an audition, I would know, you know, they really want to use me and it's mine to lose, or they really want to use somebody else and I'm there to give competition. And uh, that one, I knew she wanted to use me. And uh, what was the name of the actress who played her younger sister? But she was, she was incredible. And if you, re I don't know if you remember my character because it recurred a little bit. Stacy Galena, the, the yeah, daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was gorgeous and funny. Uh, and uh, the, the whole tenor of that my relationship was that they were living in an old folks home and she moved in with her parents and started dating one of the other old folks which was <laughs> <laughs> and i thought there were a lot of actresses who might say i don't want to date this old guy but she kind of loved it in, in, both in the show and in person so uh you know it was it was a lot of fun it was wonderful but that that was the show i mean that was the show where they fired david steinberg Oh, oh yeah. wow! Interesting. That was the one, and wow. uh, and I thought that 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 they actually hurt themselves because I thought it was a much subtler, uh, more nuanced show uh, before they did that. And and uh, afterwards, I thought we went for rim shots and toilet paper jokes and things like that that uh, all of a sudden came in, and and the, the producers loved it. I'm going to get myself into trouble, I hope. <laughs> I'm in Kansas. No, no. We're, we're, yeah. I'm beyond the Steinberg, he's a legend. I mean, come on. This, this is all good. Um, and hey, we're even critical of Seinfeld, so it's all good. Yeah, speaking of critical, I mean, we haven't brought it up because it's not our favorite episode by any stretch. Uh, the Summer of George, your 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 third episode. Um you know, we're we're on the record as saying it's not not a great episode. We just don't we don't like what they do to George Costanza, the character, in the later years, and then that's a prime example of of that. Um, but um, you know, some people like that. It's just a different kind of show at that point. Um, but it did have a lot of guest stars on. You know, Raquel Welch and uh, Amanda Peet, Molly Shannon. Um, you know, your like you said, your callback to the invitations was was classic at the end. And that's, um, but that's also the episode that I wanted to rewrite the scene because yes, exactly. Do you recall it what it what exactly like was was un was that you didn't like that you wanted to rewrite? Like what 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 the tone was or like that, or just overall Not exactly sense? what I wanted the scene that I wrote uh, tied more into the relationship of George and I. Got it. And less into delivering funny lines. Yeah, you that know, makes I, sense. And uh, uh, but as I said, I never handed it in because. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to make. That's a good way to disappear, Victor. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's funny too because you had three three se uh, season finales, you were in, which are which are kind of the you know the end of a season. They they really promote it. It's a big a big episode. So you know, um, the invitations and the summer of George were both season finales, and obviously the finale was a season finale. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know if if you were you're kind of even aware of that when when those things aired, but well, um, only only that uh, as it was emerging and, and continued to emerge after the show closed, right? They considered to me to be lucky. I considered yeah. myself to be lucky because I got those that work. And by the way. Uh, the, the nature of Hollywood was such that the fact that I was on Seinfeld got me work. Right. I mean, you know, they, they, they didn't, they didn't really know what actors do, but they do, did know if you're on a hit show, that makes you a more important person. And that Seinfeld means... became a big hit show. 
And so I became uh, more easily castable. And that right. was pay my mortgage and feed my children, you know. Yeah. Well, well it's yeah. interesting, Victor. So you talked about it earlier, you never really watched Seinfeld. You were, you know, your mid to late 40s at that point. Were there any, I don't know, nerves kind of going into that? Or were you kind of loosey-goosey, like, all right, this is just another sitcom? I know you watched a couple episodes to catch up, but you didn't really, did you kind of know the, the you know, the the bigger scope and, you know, Thursday night, it was, it was kind of a big deal, or did you so, not approach well, it that way? Do you know in front of you what was the year, the year of... Uh... 93. 93 was a junior mint. Okay, so... Uh, your first uh, one. So I wasn't in my mid-40s. I was 54. And uh, uh, I got had gotten married. Oh, wow, it looks like... <laughs> isn't that... Yeah, you, you know, you never want to... Uh, I didn't want to... I, I, used to, I used to lie about my age constantly. I, I, for years and years and years and years. <laughs> but in the, now I'm here. And uh, uh, two years ago, I decided to come out. Uh, so, and, and I had planted phony years. If you go on IMDb, <laughs> I worked very, very hard at getting all these phony dates out there. Uh, 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 That's great. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Victor, I'm 25 for the record. So there we go. Yeah, that's right. Because it said I was born in 47 in the yeah. uh, IMDb, but I was born in 39. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, the, but the, the thing was, I was a New Yorker. And I thought, television. I, right. I, I I want the paycheck, you know. <laughs> it, it, that didn't matter to me nearly as much as uh, well. As I said, I came to Hollywood in a play, and then I joined a, a theater company called The Echo, and we would do these shows in a hundred seat houses, you know. And that's what I cared about. So uh, uh, I wanted to get the job. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be respected. I wanted to learn the craft. But frankly, as I watched. Other people, I thought, I don't really know what I'm doing like some of the other people do. You know, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm working hard at it. I wanted to know. But I thought some people understood the craft of television a lot better than I did. And uh, uh, it even became more pronounced in uh, features. Interesting. Uh, when I'd go looking at the, the, the dailies and I think, oh, I was dynamite in that scene. And then I'd see the daily go, no, I, I suck. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, I got a question for you, though, on this one, too. You were in season four, right? Season seven, season eight, and season nine. Did you uh, go to all of the rap parties for all those seasons? And if you did, which was the uh, which was the most fun? I don't think I went to any of them. Ah. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. There had to be something at the finale that was a kind of a party time, no? As I remember, it was more, it was a, I, I was Somber. in part one. I was in part one. Okay. So the, it shot a whole nother because I think they took two weeks to do those each part of the finale because those were weren't they, weren't they each hours? Oh wow! Yeah, hours. yeah, they were. Yeah. So so by the time the rap party came along, I was off and running to something else. Yeah. Favorite ep favorite episode you were in, Victor, of that, Seinfeld? Uh, for me, probably. Well, it would be one of the first two. It would be, I'm trying to think if it's Invitations or Junior Mint. Um, probably Junior Mint, because if I say Junior Mint, everybody, no, everybody knows those two. Right. So, when yeah. you're in Kansas, you know, you get a lot of glamour points for having been in Seinfeld. And those are the two when I, if, if I say hi, and they say, what do, you, what do you do for a living? I say, well, I was an actor. Oh, did you ever, you know, yeah, I was on Seinfeld. What one? And if I say those two, then it goes, oh, wow. Hey, Edna, Edna, remember this guy? 
Yeah. I mean, all, all your, all your scenes while they're supposed to be, you know, dark, not dark, but I mean, you're delivering bad news in most of them, except, you know, in, in the Judy Major is kind of delivering good news, but as O'Hara mentioned earlier, it just seems like in all of your scenes there, the cast is genuinely having a good time. I mean, if you rewatch the junior mints, when, when George is talking about buying the art and looking at the triangles and then you come and he kisses George on the head, all, they look like they're really laughing. And I noticed at the end of um, at the end of the invitations, when you're talking to George, you can see Julie with her head down. Looks like she's laughing. It looks like Jerry's almost laughing. Like it just seemed like it was just so much fun on the set. And like you said, you were the good luck charm. I, I'm guessing they must've been having a blast with you. So it was one of those. I mean, I knew that people thought I was funny. I mean, I'm talking about the people in the cast. <clears throat> and uh, that was important to me because what, what I wanted them to think I was funny. So I was, I was proud of that. But I was also uh, experienced to know, enough to know not to, not to show them that I was proud of that. To, mm. Just to let them think that I was innately funny rather than <laughs> I was succeeding at being funny. But yeah, they did. They, they thought I was funny. That's, that's why I got to be moved from being a surgeon to an emergency room doctor. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, ER doctors can handle stuff, right? but I think, and it's your voice, right? It's it's such a um, it's such a comforting voice. I mean, so I think that's why you like playing a doctor. It makes a lot of sense, but you had you could just tell you had so much fun with it, and obviously, you know, the other four, you could tell they just enjoyed being in your presence. It was just like a kind of a comfort thing, and that's what kind of makes people smile. It, it was a good time on that set, and. Uh... You know, not so much. Jerry was often in the producers' room, but uh, among the others. And then, uh, as I said, ultimately, I saw less and less of Julia. But 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 both Michael and and especially Jason were always around and <laughs> always fun. And uh, they thought I was a good luck charm. I thought they were a good luck charm too. Jason had a, a daughter one year older than mine. And uh, so she went into preschool in uh, a school in my neighborhood. Uh, and uh, he constantly gave me advice about what to do with my kids. And uh, also, gosh, from For Forrest Trump, uh, who's the actor who's very well known in military causes and everything, played his buddy in, in uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, uh, um Gary, Gary, um, Gary Sinise. Yes. So yeah. he, he had a, he had a child also in the same school. And so it gave me more standing, you know, very cool. You know, I, I was, I was, uh, you know, in Hollywood trying to not even claw my way up, claw my way even. I mean, my, I, I had an agent who wanted to me to start turning things down in favor of bigger billing and more money. And he said, you know, the, the thing is, that'll mean less work in, initially. And uh, I, I remember saying, Stephen, you have to understand, I have a mortgage and I have a couple of kids and I'm more fearful of being a, uh, out of work than I am desirous of being a, a, a huge name. Uh, you know, if the cost of becoming a star is risking starvation, uh, I starved as a child. I don't want to go back. I, let me be middle class. And uh, I was blessed. I was able to be middle class. <laughs> wow. Well, well said. And, you know, we've been blessed because we got to watch you so much throughout the years. So we just want to thank you for all the work. Thanks for making us laugh. And Can I ask you, uh, my daughter yeah. asked me today, where will she be able to see this episode? Because 
I will. Oh, we'll, we'll send you the links, but it'll, it'll be on YouTube and it'll be, you know, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can get um, audio. We'll, if she wants to watch it, it'll be on YouTube. When um, will you post it? This will be out. Actually, this is not going to be out until early April, probably. About, April. Yeah, okay. about one, two, three, four, about six weeks where we kind of have a backlog. Um, you know, we kind of post these uh, sporadically. But we'll definitely reach out. I'll hire. We'll send you the links and everything. Yeah, I'll send, we'll, well, I'll send you the links as it goes live and you can, you can share it out. All good. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Thank you. I, I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah and yeah we're yeah we're going to talk to one of your co-stars from the junior mint in a couple of weeks as well uh dolores so there we go oh and i tell everybody come to kansas city in may i'm doing arthur miller's the price and oh it's wow going to be really really brilliant and it's it's a going to be the role of my life and oh that's and great wow. i fought five years to get it on the stage and uh you know come see it <laughs> congrats that's great Congratulations. That's great victor yeah well, this has been, uh, it's been a real treat, Victor. Um, thank again, you. thank you so much for your time and, and best of luck. Um, Thanks for reaching out for me. I'm very flattered that you did. And, uh, <laughs> good on you. Thank you, Victor. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Have a Take great care. night. Bye-bye.